Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Lodges and historical places, or historic places. Lodging and historic places. Historic places. It's fascinating to be able to see these spaces and to be able to like investigate them, but to definitely not have the means to (laughs) stay in them. Well, certainly. They're always very, very expensive. Mm -hmm. And also packed out pretty far in advance, too. Yeah. But I feel like you have a lot of opinion about them regarding aesthetics and like their role at all for being there. As far as like history goes with lodging in national parks, I feel like that was part of the attraction. It's like, come and see the park and stay in the park and like be one with the park Mm -hmm. only Zool (laughs) like I feel like that was sort of the impetus for them to be constructed there is some merit to that and I think even today it's kind of interesting I don't know what portrait you're trying to paint of me I'm not oh I'm not trying to paint any kind of portrait of you (laughs) I just feel like whenever we are like you're saying all of these things right now and it sounds beautiful and flowery but when we are like inside of the park I'm like oh I want to go in this lodge and see what it's like and you're like oh no. I'm just gonna sit outside. No, and, no, like, be here, mm. and like right. I don't like this. The is, fact this that is a this portrait is. that has been painted. <laughs> that is, no, I incorrect. mean, I am painting what I see. What is happening? <laughs> oh, I want to go into this lodge and look at this gift shop. Is really what Ain't is the wrong subtext? With that. That's the subtext. Also, look at the I'm architecture. Here. No, also no. look at the design. That is rarely, all, oh, all of the above. The, rarely that is the exactly goal. what I no. want to do. <laughs> it is. I want to merchandise my life. <laughs> I'm right on top of that, Rose. Uh, I mean, I won't lie. Of course, yes, we know that I do enjoy a t-shirt here and there. You? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I do feel like you are a little bit of a Sour Patch Kid when it comes to... um, Is that how it's going to be? That's how it's going to be. When it comes to like... um, Well, you're a Cabbage Patch Kid. (laughs) (laughs) How about that? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking for adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sail 
does get up when the stars still fill the sky don't wake the sun there's so much to be done and the day has just begun go where the postcards are real you can feel you can open your eyes and open your heart when you gaze at the national park National Parks at the National Parks. Follow you, I'll follow you there. We would like to acknowledge while hiking in the land, also known as Glacier National Park, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Blackfeet Nation and the Tanaha people. So this was Wednesday of the week that we were in Glacier National Park. Yes. The day prior, we had hiked the Highline Trail. Yes. Very famous trail that leaves from Logan Pass, which is kind of like the center point of going to the Sun Road. Kind even of, though it's yeah. not really the center. It's where all the action is, really. Right. Yeah. We met a new trail friend, Sam. Mm-hmm. She was headed to Mount Rainier that day, yep, Tuesday. Yep, right after we hiked. And yep. we were staying in Glacier another three days. Yeah. We collapsed when we got back from the Highline Trail. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely collapsed. Like, there was nothing happening for the rest of that afternoon no. except napping, camping, luxuriating, which is just napping on a cot. <laughs> right. And maybe doing some reading or crosswording. That's right. Yeah. Which we did in the tent. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. This was a day, this Wednesday, where we were going to have a bit of a changeover in how we were staying Mm -hmm. at Johnson's of St. Mary's. That's right. We had made tent camping reservations, Mm -hmm. followed by primitive cabin reservations. Right. To try and give our backs a little bit of a break. Yeah, and just to have more of an indoor space than a tent for a few nights, which was sort of the mainstay of this 10-park, five-week trip, where it was sort of, we're going to camp for some of the time, we're going to try to find Airbnbs for some of the time, and just make our lives a little easier than camping straight for five weeks. Yeah. And that is what we did. Yeah. We asked them about this at the camp office and they said, you will have to entirely pack Pack up, up, take everything. We cannot store anything for Mm -hmm. you and then return at 4 p.m. because that's when the, the primitive cabin, cabin be ready. will be ready. Yeah. We had made a plan that we were going to go to the mini glacier area that Wednesday. Yeah. You will often hear people say the mini glacier area and it sounds like mini, mini, like miniature. Welcome to the stage mini glacier. Right. Yeah. But in fact, they are referring to an area called many glacier, M-A-N-Y, mm-hmm. meaning there are many glaciers yeah. that one could see here in this area. Sure. The mini glacier area is not off of going to the Sun Road. You have to take an entirely different way to get there. Mm -hmm. Because of this, we figured, since it's not on the Sun Road, since we're going to have to come back later and change, and also we were exhausted, so we were like, why don't we wake up a little later than usual and pack up, and then we'll head over to Mini Glacier. I think the thought process there, too, was like, why pack up and be loud with the car when there's plenty of people tent camping around us? Obviously, that's unavoidable when it comes to tent camping and people's plans, but we had that sort of consideration, too, when we were in Yellowstone, when we had to pack up and leave. We tried to kind of sort of be like, instead of leaving at five in the morning, let's leave at six, bump it back a little bit later. And we were staying in St. Mary, 
which is not East Glacier. Yes, we have previously sort of said that they yeah. were the same thing, and they are not the same thing. No. East Glacier is an area south of St. Mary's. St. Mary's is its own community. Yeah. They are both on the eastern side of the area known as Glacier National Park. This is true. Yes. So just a little quick corrections corner. We haven't done one of those in a while, but yes. they're back. <laughs> they're back. Mm-hmm. So we were headed to Many Glacier, mm-hmm. which is an area sort of on the northeast section of what is considered Glacier National Park. Right. Our campsite, Johnson's at St. Mary's, was right off of Highway 89, mm-hmm. which is this road that runs straight up the side of Glacier National Park mm-hmm. on the east. In order to get to going to the Sun Road, you turn left off of Highway 89 and you get right onto going to the Sun Road. That'll take you to yep. the largest, most central area of Glacier National Park. Right. But we were headed to Many Glacier, which meant we had to get on Highway 89, go north all the way to Route 3, turn left on Route 3, and drive west yep. into the Many Glacier area. Right. When we were approaching our campsite the first night, there was a big like highway road sign, like an electric sign that was like roadwork in St. Mary area. And it was also flashing like parking lot is full. So it's not that far of a stretch to Many Glacier from where we were staying. But it is pivotal to note that, yes, the parking lot does fill up. And at the time we were there, they were doing work on the road. So we, again, wanted to get up early still, but not as early as we were getting up because we wanted to make sure that we were able to park and not have an issue there. I think we were up around 7.30 packing oh. up. Mm. I don't I don't even think it was that late. I think it was like, I think we were up at like 5.36 and out of there by 6.37. Uh, I feel like I remember us starting the hike at around 9 a.m. Okay. Because I don't think it took terribly long, maybe at least 45 minutes to an hour to get to Mini Glacier from where we were. Mm. Yeah. But that was mostly because of that road. Yeah. When we turned down Route 3, mm-hmm. first we saw the construction, you know, the folks paving the road. Mm-hmm. There was part of the road that was paved. Right. That was beautiful and easy. And then we got to the section of the road that was not paved yet. Mm-hmm. And this was primitive. It had been scraped, essentially. It had like, been very yeah. scraped. Um, it, it was. They were totally repaving everything. They did tell us, a few people had mentioned that, you know, there were signal men, so you might be able to go for a while, like a long stretch between one man that's holding a sign that says go, and on the other side, a person Someone else doing yielding. that, too. Yeah. Some of the wait times could have been up to, like, 20 minutes to a half hour just to allow the flow of traffic to go where it needed to go. Right, because there's only one road in and out of, of many, many glacier. glacier. Yeah. How were you feeling after having to put two new tires on a car? Well, there um, was definitely <laughs> still some PTSD mm-hmm. about that. Because mm-hmm. I was like, well... Because you were driving this day. I was driving yeah. because we weren't on the Sun Road, and it was going to be a flat road. And mm-hmm. so I was like, yeah, happy to drive. Slash, I was forced to drive because (laughs) (laughs) in other areas of our lives, other people were forced to drive. So, Mm -hmm. um, no, I um, graciously drove this day, was happy to drive. I took it slow because I was like, I'm not going that fast. There were definitely people who who were passed aggressive. us and were yeah. aggressive yeah. and passed us. And but they like, also had like, you know, monster truck wheels, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. And we were in a, a Toyota Venza. <laughs> and so it was like, well, we are doing what we mm-hmm. can with this. And this is the pace we need to go. We were in a smart car. Don't let Dusty <laughs> tell you anything <laughs> else. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, could you imagine? No. I can't. No, I can't. Not even just like packing things in there. No. No. 
No. It wasn't really a windy road at all. It was pretty much a straight shot. And it was really no elevation or any sort of gain. And this finally gets us to the Money Glacier area. There was a booth for us to yeah. like show our park badge. And so you do have to check in there. Some parks, you know, you go through and there isn't an entrance fee because there are major highways that run through parks. But Glacier, any section that you were in where you were entering in the parkland, there was a booth of some sort to kind of check in to say, here we are. But we do get to the Many Glacier area area. The mini glacier area has a number of hikes that leave from it. There were three big hikes that were talked about often while we were there, Mm -hmm. which was the Grinnell Glacier Trail, which is the one we had planned to do. Mm -hmm. Cracker Lake, which had been recommended to us. Right. A lot of horse poop, apparently. But a lot of horse poop. Because they think it's a horse trail as well. Right. And then Iceberg Lake. And Iceberg Lake had been closed. Because of bears. Because of grizzlies. Well, it hadn't been closed. There had been notifications That's of right. the fact That's that right. there were bears in the area. So you could hike it at your own risk, which... If that's something you wanted to do that day, you could do. But you if it was, could. but if you were with me, <laughs> that wasn't happening. <laughs> Absolutely so, not. <laughs> however, we did say we're gonna do Grinnell first, right? And then we're gonna see how we feel, and then maybe we'll do Iceberg because it was a shorter right. trail. But it was more inclined, if I remember correctly. Well, Iceberg Lake. It is one very steep grunt of incline Mm -hmm. for a period of time and then it's smooth sailing Mm -hmm. after that yeah we parked we drove past the mini glacier hotel it led us into a parking lot area Mm -hmm. parking lot was pretty big yeah it was also pretty full by the time we arrived yeah there were still spaces available but Mm -hmm. you know again a reason to hike early hike often parking always is a reason to hike early hike often especially in a park like glacier which in the summer is very very crowded yeah that's right Mm -hmm. so we geared up and we were looking at a map that we had in a guidebook versus a map that we had uh, from a newspaper park ranger yeah and we were trying to figure out where to start now there was a boat on the lake behind Many Glacier Hotel. That lake is called Swift Current Lake. Mm -hmm. And there's a boat that people take that will like take them across the lake and drop them off on the other side. Which will take them basically to the foot of where you start your incline for the Grinnell Glacier hike. You're pretty close. There's still like 0.7 miles you've got to walk before that incline starts. It takes away all of the, you know, rounding of the lakes one way or the other, however you're doing it. Yeah, which is what some people were choosing to do. Yeah, there was quite a line. The boat hadn't left yet, which is why I think we were there pretty early. Right. Because there were people just like queued up, ready to go. But we're also there in the morning and we have this spectacular view of the lake itself. Of Swift Current Lake. Yeah, of Swift and Current Lake. the peaks above it. From the lake shore, which is sweeping and beautiful, you get this kind of view of the Lewis Range. The mountains are about 9,500 feet tall in this range. Some of them include Mount Allen, Mount Gould, Grinnell Point, Mount Grinnell, and Mount Wilbur. So those are some of the mountains that you can see. As we got to the lakeshore, we got to the boat launch. We're in the shadow of the hotel at this point, based off of where the sun is. We're looking at the map and we're really trying to figure out like, where is the starting point here? And we had also seen some people take a walk over to what I'm going to say is the right side. Mm-hmm. Hotels behind you. You're Hotel- walking to the right and towards the road where we came in on essentially. Route yeah. three. Yeah. Right. And so that's where people were. We were like, well, 
it looks like we're supposed to start over there, but seems that people are starting over mm-hmm. here. I feel like there's a healthy amount of like, listen to what the map says and also look around and see what people are doing. It's called situational awareness. Situational <laughs> awareness. But that doesn't guarantee one is going to be more correct than the other. No, 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 not so, not necessarily at all. As we discovered, as we had a lovely stroll around the lake to the right and figured after going basically back to Route 3, oh no, this is not the direction we need to be going in. And we had to basically about face. I mean, the one thing about being there so early and before the boat came is the water was so incredibly still. The reflection of the peaks in the water was just beautiful and we like got a lot yeah. of pictures where like you can't tell which side is the top like, which is the what's sky the reflection and, which is, like, reflection, and yeah. what's not that was really cool and like again another reason to get there to get places early because light is beautiful in the morning and you know you have situations like this where it's quiet all things to consider we do about face walk back through the shadow of the hotel past the line of people still waiting for the boat and, and to the trail that starts on the other side of this hotel right so we do see the signs it takes us along a paved path around swift current lake to start and for a while this is like flat and lovely Mm -hmm. and through the woods and it's right along swift current lake the entire Mm -hmm. time there's a boathouse to our left at one point too so like a boat launch is right there there's a couple little wooden bridges and there's some um private cabiny residences there yeah so you'll see kind of that too we were i remember talking about like oh i wonder if people come here on retreat if people come Mm -hmm. here you know for conferencing you know things like Mm -hmm. that yeah it's kind of just like a very idyllic and very peaceful sort of stroll which not that the highline wasn't but it was more grunt work and payoff views all the way around and just kind of being awestruck all the way around. This was sort of like, let's bring us back down to earth a little bit. That's what I sort of felt like this was like a nice kind of, I don't want to say palate cleanse because I really enjoyed the High Line, but oh, yeah. it was a nice oh, yeah. sort of resetted to be like, that's not every trail you're going to do every day. The High Line is not that. Right. Like, that is a spectacular feat to travel that. And um, clearly this is a situation where they have the Mini Glacier Hotel there. Then they also have all of these trails that one can do outside around that can be as difficult or as easy as yeah. you might want. Yeah. There are multiple lakes in the area um, and there's multiple ways to get to the Grinnell Glacier Trail. Or really, I don't know that it has like a proper name. Mm-hmm. It's like the trail that will lead one to the Grinnell Glacier viewpoint. Mm-hmm. We choose the easier path there and make a plan to take a different path back. That's the nice thing about this is that you can wind your way one way and then come back the very same way or circle back a different way. I love that about trails where there are options. It was like an Acadia experience. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. The two lakes that are right here, right? We've mentioned Swift Current. There's another lake right on the foot of Swift Current Lake here, which is called Lake Josephine. Once we make our way around Swift Current Lake, there's a tiny little connecting trail that's going to take us to the edge of Lake Josephine. Yeah. And that is what we take. Mm-hmm. By this time, we've walked about 0.9 miles. I remember it feeling a little longer than 0.9 miles at this point, even though it had been flat, even though I think we were just tired, but 
That's the theme for our day today. It was just <laughs> our bodies were catching up with us. And, and like we had the not exhaustion. slept great no, the night before. No, there wasn't good sleeping. So we had taken the 0.9 miles around Swift Current Lake. To the Grinnell viewpoint, it was going to be about a total of five miles out and then five miles back. That was what was anticipated. Mm-hmm. It ended up not exactly being that. No. But from here, we were going to have to walk a little further to get to the junction where we were going to have to head off to the Grinnell Glacier viewpoint. Mm -hmm. But what this does do is it puts us right next to Lake Josephine to walk along this gorgeous, open, sweeping valley view that just sort of opened up and you, you could see forever. Yeah. This was a real treat, again, to have this kind of like lower vantage as opposed to being so high up in the mountain ranges the day before. But it was. It was, a, again, a very beautiful walk along the lake. One thing that we very quickly realized was that today was going to be a lot warmer than yesterday. That was for multiple reasons. We weren't up as high elevation-wise. And it was also just happened to be a warmer day. So the heat of the day sort of already had kind of kicked up early in the morning. I just remember like, oh, it was beautiful, but it was hot and we were tired. Yeah. It was hot very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweating fully. Mm-hmm. Yes. We walked about 0.7 miles from that tiny connecting trail next to Lake Josephine. It did lead us into some trees. Yep. It led us into some foresty area. And this is where things started to get a little more up and down. Yeah. But that did finally lead us to the fork in the trail. The left would have taken us further down next to Lake Josephine. And the right would take us up to the Grinnell Glacier viewpoint. And that is what we took. And with that, let's take our first break. We are playing One Has to Go. Great. It's been a while since we've done this. It's been a while. I feel like we played this at some point during our summer adventures. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, Okay. One Has to Go. The theme is desserts. Oh, okay. Okay. So for you. Yeah. uh, Whipped cream. Mm -hmm. Cookies. Pie. Oh, you dirty, dirty dog. One has to go. Um, I'll probably say whipped cream. I mean, I love it so, but ain't nobody touching pie. There's so many varieties. And also cookies. All the varieties. Cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm-mm. whipped cream, you can sachet away. Okay. Yeah. What Great. about you? Oh, for those? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, pie. Oh, I'm more of a cake person. You're more of a cake eater. I get it. Cake eater, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, pie is great. And I, d- I don't consider cheesecake to be pie. I consider it cheesecake. Well, it's got cake in the name. Cake so. is in the name. Did so, I argue that with you? Did you I didn't. For you but and say? some people would argue that like, uh, I mean, I think pie is great. I love pie, but it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm more of a cake person. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I intentionally didn't put cake on this list. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a it was a biased list. Of there was obviously implicit bias. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Okay. What about you? So this is more the theme is amusement. Um, amusement. Amusement. So day trips to the beach, hiking day trips, or day trips to an amusement park. One has to go. Oh, you know, while I love roller coasters, I think amusement park has to go. Oh, that's my answer as well. I mean, I just feel like I would be lost without my day trips to the beach. Mm-hmm. I'm one who will like finish work at 
you know, four or five. And drive to the beach. And drive to the beach because it's about 35 minutes away. I love it. And I will just stay there until it starts to get dark, uh, you know, in the summer. When you can call the corners. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And obviously, hiking day trips are going nowhere. You don't say. <laughs> right. Gaze at the National Amusement Parks. Ooh. Could you imagine? <laughs> I'm sure there are some lovely amusement parks uh, podcasts out there. Yeah, I'm and sorry. I didn't mean to we make a throw up noise. are there. not <laughs> besmirching you at all. Yeah, no. But no, that's not... That's not, not, not our lives. Not our lives. Mm-mm. No. I do. And I certainly enjoy an amusement park from time to time. You Absolutely. Do. And we have enjoyed amusement parks together. We have. But yeah, I think that's my answer. Okay. We have finally made it onto the trail that's going to take us up to the Grinnell Glacier Overlook. And very immediately, it turns into incline. Oh, yeah. It's a fairly palatable incline. Right. It's not anything that we have to, like, cry or bitch and moan about yet. Yeah. <laughs> so we're on this for a while, and mm-hmm. we're still a little bit in the shadow. Mm-hmm. And then things start to open up even more, and we're in, like, open rock face. Right. And when this happens, it starts to get steeper. Yeah. We do see, like, as we're in kind of, like, the woodsier area of this, like, initial rise, there is a warning sign that says, bear frequenting area, which, you know, sent me into the most state of euphoria that I've ever been in. And by the state of euphoria, I mean the show <laughs> where people right. are, are out of their mind on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. You just turned into Sydney Sweeney. Yep. That's what exactly. you I was like, oh, I wonder if we will see a bear. And you're like, I don't want you to wonder that. I yeah. I want you. <laughs> right. I don't want to be near a bear. No. And uh, no, that's true. I didn't want to be near no, a bear. No, and we had, you know, when we were on the High Line, it had been commented that I hiked ahead of everybody but didn't have the bear spray. So I made sure post Highline day in the gift shop there to buy some bear spray. Just be aware too, something to know about bear spray. You can't take it on a plane with you. And also, no. um, it's pretty expensive. So just be aware. It's like, I think it was like $25, $30 to, for the bottle. But if it's something that could be potentially life-saving, then it's worth it. But just a little disclaimer about bear spray. It's probably a good idea to carry it with you. Probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So in this area now, it's starting to feel reminiscent of the incline we did yesterday. Oh. mm -hmm. Not nearly as bad, Mm -mm. but reminiscent. Mm -hmm. We're still scarred by that (laughs) Grinnell Glacier Overlook incline off of the Highline Trail. I know that there's a lot of things titled Grinnell Glacier in this suite of episodes right here, but the previous day off of the Highline Trail, we had hiked up this... Point eight. Mile. Point eight, I say air with quotes. quotes with mm-hmm. air quotes because I don't know that that was point eight. Very steep incline all the way up to be on top of Grinnell Glacier. And so we were very excited because today, coming at it from many glacier, we were going to see Grinnell Glacier like front facing down below yeah. and front facing. Yeah. As opposed to above. As we turn this corner, we're grunting up this incline. Things start to open up and then all of the views over to the left. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite views I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And is potentially one of my favorite views in Glacier. Mm. Because it's like you have the the peak. Down below it, you have Grinnell Lake. Which is which like is an aqua teal, like the most teal blue water. Perfectly could, turquoise yeah. type of just like still water. Mm-hmm. And then up on the right, there's Grinnell Glacier. 
right below Grinnell Glacier, there's the upper Grinnell Glacier Lake that's like up in the mountain. Which we can't see from this vantage, but it's there. But it's there. We saw it yesterday from the overlook. Just this gorgeous sweeping view. It's like a dream. Mm -hmm. Totally mind-blowing. Couldn't believe it was real. Yeah. Stood there in awe of what was there at every moment. Yeah. We saw some incredible views on the High Line the day before, but this feels very like postcard image. Beautiful. Don't yeah. miss this view. Don't miss this view. If yeah. you if you can, don't. It's it's worth it to schlep up to many glacier, <laughs> to walk past the two lakes, to walk up here to see this view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is worth every moment of that time. Yeah. It's really not that long until from here like Dusty was saying that, you know, as we're climbing up, you know, along with seeing this view in the distance, you are seeing Grinnell Glacier, which we saw yesterday from above. And we saw what it would look like in a photo from the guidebook. So we are basically able to kind of like just have eyes on it for most of the rest of the path, sort of like this constant there. While we were looking and spotting Grinnell Glacier on the side of the mountain, we were trying to figure out where we were on yeah. the peaks the day before because we can see Grinnell Glacier and then we can see these different peaks above mm-hmm. it and we were like, well, where was the spot where Dusty sat with the marmot? Mm-hmm. And then where was the spot where Mike and Sam walked up all the way to the top? And we finally were able to like point it out. Yeah. The perspective of that is very strange to like be coming at it from that different vantage. So it was very neat to be able to be like, oh, we were up there yesterday and that was real cool. Yeah. Wild. Wild. Yeah. As we're walking, we can see the trail in the distance. Mm -hmm. We can see sort of like we do finally get to a point where the incline is not as steep. No. Uh, it's still incline, yeah. but it's not as steep. Yeah. And we're sort of barreling around to the right. There's like this big open area where it's just like people are standing there taking a ton of photos. Yep. And it's sort of like a nice sort of natural break area. The rock is really flat here. There's Every- a lot of red rock here, which is yes. fascinating too. Just like all of a sudden the rock is like this Sedona clay colored red rock, which is not something we had seen up until this point. It's very, very like prominent. You can't miss it. Um, unexpected unexpected yeah didn't realize that that was gonna be the case no today. no we can see in the distance the rest of the trail and we were like oh okay so we can see where it's leading it's like leading around and then it leads right up to Grinnell Glacier yeah and we can see that there are people on it and so we're walking assuming that that's going to be where we are headed and then we come to this end of trail sign end of trail sign yeah or uh, it's like basically... A snow hazard ahead. Snow Sorry. hazard ahead. Stop right here. Yeah. Now, we had been told that the Grinnell Glacier Viewpoint Trail was open, but it stops at a point. Mm-hmm. You can't go all the way out. Like, there's like a half a mile that you can't do. Right. The sign itself says, sections of the trail traverse steep snow fields and dangerous snow bridges. Hikers have been seriously injured and died crossing snow hazards ahead. Travel not advised past this point. Now, at this point, we hadn't done any snow hiking in Glacier. And we didn't have snowshoes, And we didn't certainly. have snowshoes. Nor we, did we have the... Uh, the pole attachments? The, for our shoes. The attachments oh, for yeah, our shoes. Oh, yeah. We didn't have the... Um, oh, my God. The name went right out of my head. 
they were like chains. I bought them yeah, for us. Like little snow spiky chains for the shoes. Yeah. Gators, not gators. Not gators. Nope. It's okay. It'll come to us. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> we haven't used them since we were in Glacier, but we didn't use them prior to this day. We sort of both looked at each other and we were like, well, what do we want to do? There were a few things that were going, I think, through both of our minds. One, we were both exhausted. Like, I don't think we realized how much the day before had taken from us. Or um, how much we wanted to admit that the day before had taken so much from us. And two, I think we were both like, well, typically when there's a sign, I would rather, especially if it's a safety-related issue, I guess minus the bear area that we traverse through, I don't really want to be walking across snowfields that you could potentially fall straight through and, you know, kill yourself or hurt yourself and then have to be medevaced out of the park. Definitely not. you know what? That's some people's lives. And if that's the thing that you want to do and you want to, you know, run that risk... I guess good for you. I don't know. There were people who walked right over that sign and kept going. I think this just comes from us being travel buddies for so long. Yeah. Like when I saw the sign, I was Mm. like, okay, well there's, there's no way we're walking across that sign and not following these rules. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I guess we could have like, and again, there's no FOMO here by any means. We could have probably walked to a point where there was snow and we didn't feel comfortable because like the trail ahead, we could see like there wasn't snow. I think this is sort of just like, this is, the part they stop the trail it's where they're able to control the flow of people better regardless of like if there's snow like five feet in front of the sign snow fields or whether it's 50 yards up the trail so i think that this is just sort of the blanket stop area for the trail when the snow hasn't melted fully and also as a hiker in a natural space in this we share this value i think it's always a good idea to do what the rangers tell you to do yeah And the rangers had said, we want you to stop here and we want you to turn around. And so that's the right thing to do. The other thing too, and perhaps I would have been of a different ilk if this had not been the case. But as Dusty said, we did take an excruciating 0.8 air quotes mile hike up an overlook trail. So we did get to see Grinnell from a very close but above, you know, bird's eye vantage. I think had we not done that, maybe, maybe... I would have felt a little bit more inclined to say, well, let's just go until like we see snow and then we'll turn around. But sure. I also wasn't feeling cheated by Grinnell Glacier at all. I felt like really the point of this hiking trail specifically was that view of the yeah. lake with the Grinnell peak in the background. and Grinnell. And, you know, that's really the, the thing you go out there to see. So we take a minute and take a break and we regroup and we take a bunch of photos and then... We turned ourselves around. And how did you feel about that? I was so unhappy that we weren't going to be doing more incline that day. (laughs) I was devastated. I felt cheated. Mm -hmm. The fact that now decline was now ahead of us was something that devastated me. (laughs) And with that, let's take our next break. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Alicia Tired. No, it's Alicia (laughs) Tired. <laughs> I you can't see read. what you want to see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Alicia tired. <laughs> Alicia tired. <laughs> Alicia. She's her she's her dark sister. She's her dark sister. I think so. <laughs> Alicia tried. Alicia tried. Right. Alicia tried. Alicia tried. Yeah. I mean, you gave it your all. You gave you it did your, your all. best. Right. Yeah. Right. Alicia I f- tried. I feel like Alicia tried is um comically and in a very self aware way misses the mark. Mm-hmm. Like tries to do something and and misses the mm-hmm. mark. 
but does it purposefully for comedy. Oh, and she's self-effacing about it for comedy. And that's the yeah. point. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to um, sew a dress right in front of you and put it on and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. But the point is this, that it's terrible. And like, you know, it's going to be terrible. And at least she tried. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That feels like it's, yeah, very much so a part of her routine. But then I feel like, you know, she puts on that rag dress that doesn't work, but then there's some magic that transforms it into something beautiful. Yeah. Right. It's like the pitfall of her experience then turns into like a, like a wonderful bonus for her. Oh, I see. Yeah. So she gets to be Cinderella one way or another. Yes. Yeah. I got it. (laughs) I got it. I feel like she lip syncs to She Works Hard for the Money. Yeah, that feels right. (laughs) By Donna Summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a stretch, but I'm going to say it anyway. I feel like her merch is dog leashes. Okay. Because I think she might, I mean, who knows? Maybe she spells her name A-L-E-A-S-H-A, which mm-hmm. is weird, but maybe she's an animal activist. <laughs> <laughs> so you've really layered, layered upon layered. Um, but they're Alicia not tried. great dog leashes. No. And they don't work that well. She tried, though. But Alicia tried. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're That's... like braided rope, mm-hmm. and she calls them dog leashes. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe that. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the point is that they don't work that well. <laughs> I got some merch from Alicia Tried, but... It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, that's Like an point. egg timer in the sand just doesn't run through it. Right. <laughs> it's all like... Exactly. Oh, well, it's, it almost works, but there's... The plastic is pinched in the oh, sieve. Oh, hi, yeah. everybody. I um I have new merch tonight. <laughs> um, I have these, like, time... Oh, they don't... Okay. Well, they yeah. don't work. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay. I feel like she has, like, a big carpet bag that she pulls things from. Like, yes. that's part of her gimmick. It's oh, like, I like it. She's, like, an Avon lady or a Tupperware salesperson. Right. And so she's like, here are my wares. That's also where she pulls her outfits from, too. Oh, I like that. Like a Mary Poppins-esque kind of experience. Right. But with faulty merchandise. <laughs> faulty merchandise. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm here for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, Thades and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Alicia Tried. Or Alicia Tired. <laughs> So we turn around and we head back down this trail that we're on. Now the gorgeous sweeping view is to the right. Mm-hmm. We take more pictures because the light is now different. Yep. We're headed in a decline downhill. It's a lot easier. The sun was higher at this point and it got even hotter as we were headed down. Yeah. It started to become a little overcast too. So that was sort of a saving grace, but it, there was like humidity. I felt even though we weren't like East Coast, I was like, this is not what I signed up for in Glacier <laughs> right. National Park. I remember yeah. there's this photo of us that we took together. Oh, we just look hot and destroyed. And we are just <laughs> dripping in sweat. It mm-hmm. is pouring down ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're like, don't, this photo doesn't get shown to anybody. <laughs> But Um, now I think we have to put it on Instagram. Yeah, I guess so. I know, because people will want the visual Mm -hmm, reference. mm -hmm. Right. We chose to, when we came back down, to jut off to the right. So initially did our incline to come up. Um, We had come from one way up to this point to go up to the overlook or to the viewpoint trail. And when we came back down, rather than go to the left, which would have taken us back the way we had come, we decided to go to the right, which would take us a different way around the lakes. And that would take us down some switchbacks. Mm -hmm. And there's only a few here. But they were very overgrown. 
they were really overgrown right. and they were kind of steep. Yeah, yeah. And like, and we were headed down them, but I remember getting to the bottom of them because we were just moving quick. Yeah. We were like, we're tired. We're tired. And also there could be ticks. Yeah. So we're like moving and moving and moving and moving. And we got to the end and I was like, I am so glad we didn't go up. Though. Oh no, that's not a trail to go up. So if you're doing, you know, the round going around Swift Kern and Josephine, you know, go around the lakes to the right towards the viewpoint and come back down and go around the left side of the lake if you're if you're standing at the hotel yeah 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 and looking that way because otherwise you're in for a not great surprise when it comes to that incline right there. or it's just incline all the way up until you get to that viewpoint we we stopped at where the you know trail yeah. stopped there's a lot of ways there's a many couple ways. of ways to add more incline here that you don't need yeah or that you don't have to do i right. should say it's up to you yeah the choice is yours so we make it to the bank's of Lake Josephine. And like there was a newly constructed wooden bridge here. Mm-hmm. We crossed this bridge. Now there was another spot here where we could have gone and descended more and gone to another trail, but we decided not to do that. Right. We decided to stay along Lake Josephine. Right. This quickly becomes a trail that walked through essentially these fields of flowers and trees, which were gorgeous. It was about a 1.5 mile walk. It was also shaded, which was lovely. And at it was this point flat. In the day. And it was flat. The only thing that was a problem about this trail was that there were so many flies and so many bugs and so many insects all around because we were sort of we were really close to the lake and the one cool thing about this trail being able to see the lake all the way around was lovely being in the shade was lovely but the flies were the thing that like sort of like was like ah damn because we didn't have that on the other side of the lake at all we were sort of in like a marshier area i would say full of flies most of the time which thrilled you (laughs) totally yeah i mean we definitely i think we had our bug spray we did reapplied it a lot the walk through these flowers though is really really beautiful yeah and that was sort of in my own sort of takeaways from this section that's what i remember more um (laughs) than the insects i guess the insects bothered me that day a little bit more the other cool thing was that in talking with becky lomax she was saying that at one point in the summer they will hike all the way to the many glacier lodge stay in that area in many glacier and then hike their way back on a trail that basically runs right into the trail that we were running into. So it was really and we cool. we passed that. We intersected yeah, with We it. intersected it and we're like, oh, this is the trail that Becky was talking about. That's which is right. like really, really neat to kind of like have that frame of reference for it on the trail. Because there was a sign that was like, do you want to go to this peak? It's only nine miles or so from here. <laughs> and and it was like, inside. do you want to go yeah. to that peak? And you were like, I can't even think about that at this time. <laughs> My body is exhausted. Yeah. yeah. I do remember running into, there were some people we ran into on this section who were like oh my god did you see a bear we were like no 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 bears around here yeah i feel like they said they just talked to somebody who had seen one or for some reason they were checking in about they it. were just yeah they were checking in, and we were like no nope. haven't seen any bears yeah. here we're just making lots of noise so yeah so we kept going mm-hmm. this led us back to swift current lake and we took the same trail yeah. back that we had taken around, on the way out, yeah. yeah, which was a mostly paved walk through the very beautiful, peaceful woods. Right, and there are more people about at this point, so a lot of people heading out on the trail as we're heading back. But we get back to the hotel area. We just basically found there were like some landscaped boulders that we were able to sit on and just like 
eat peanut butter sandwiches. And relax for a minute and kind of like talk about what we wanted to do for the rest of our day. Because this, you know, took us a decent amount of time to get back to where we needed to be. We were sort of back in the midst of the hotel, like a little around like 11 o'clock or so, um, like maybe 1130. We were sort of trying to figure out like, what do we do? Because what do we do with we our time? Have time to kill now before right. we can go back to the campground. And typically we would say, well, let's do another trail. Right. Right. Our other trail that we had planned to do or thought about doing, discussed doing was the Iceberg Lake Trail, right. the one that had potential bears reported on it. Mm-hmm. But Mike, you threw an absolute fit in the middle of like this this yeah. area this here. You threw yourself for. on the ground yep. and you were like, I can't possibly do that. <laughs> no, I think it was also like, well, how are we both feeling right now? Do we want to do another trail? Or is it okay that we just take a beat, man? Like we'd been going so hard, so fast the entire trip. Can I say to yeah. be truthful here in this mm-hmm. moment, this was the moment both of us were sitting there I was going like, I know I'm tired, but also I will rally. If you were like, I really want to do Iceberg Lake, then I would have rallied to do mm-hmm. it. And I was also sort of not in a place where I I just, I feel like I don't have energy to make a choice. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you left it to the Libra to do the choosing. <laughs> and you were, I mean, it took you a while. Mm-hmm. It took you a while because you were like, I mean, we could, we could do Iceberg. I mean, because there's Cracker Lake too. <laughs> We could do either one of those right now. I, or we could stay and we could just sit in the hotel and like... Get a coffee read, and like... Get our coffee and read... Get a coffee and read books. We had our books with us. Yeah. Because we had the whole... We had to pack up everything. So we had and everything. in this moment, I did go like, I'm going to just let him choose. <laughs> and I know it's going to be an excruciating thing to make him do. But I'm just going to opt out. And I was like, I did the thing... That's kind of, it's not a great thing to do, but it's a, you let me know what you want to do. (laughs) Cause I was, I was on that precipice of, I just eaten a sandwich. So I felt like, you know what? If doing Iceberg Lake was now our next move, I could make it happen. And then you were like, maybe, maybe we just read our books and sit in the hotel. And I was like, great. Inside, I went, I think that's the correct answer. Yeah. 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 That's what we did. Yeah. The hotel itself, there's a gift shop on the ground level, which we did walk through. I indulged you there and we did get some things there. But there's also a cafe and like kind of like little deli kind of like yeah. a situation in the downstairs. So we got our coffee and went upstairs, which the upstairs lobby area is really cool. They Becky had said they had sort of redone it and they had hung a lot of Asian inspired lamps were hanging from the lobby ceiling. It was really, really nice and kind of tranquil in there. There was someone playing piano. Piano. I mean, it wasn't like a piano player that was hired. It was just like, there's a piano in the lobby. And if you want to play piano, you can play and piano. And someone who plays very well was yeah, playing. Yeah. There's a ton of couches. There's a ton of chairs and tables. You can sit out if there's space available. There's chairs and rocking chairs on the balcony that you can just like walk right out and sit on. Obviously, you don't have to be a guest in the hotel to no. do this because we clearly were not. And We went outside and there were no seats yeah. available. So we were 
were like, okay, let's go back inside. Mm. And someone ended up getting up from a couch. And yeah. so we were able to snag a couch. Yeah. This is also very much so COVID time. So we yeah. were wearing our masks unless we were like, when we sat at those couches and literally the seating was spaced so far apart, the couches and chairs were not near one another. So we sort of, I think, did ditch our masks at that point. But yeah, that was something that I think we tried to originally sit outside because of that. But there were no chairs. Right. There um, was no seating. This was also like we Available. sat on these gigantic, comfy, like leather couches and just oh, yeah. they swallowed us whole. It was one of those. There were two across from each other. Yeah. And like you were on the one across mm-hmm. and I was on the other one. And it was one of those like I put my eyes on my book and I made it like halfway through a sentence. And I just was like. <laughs> <laughs> As yep. did you. As did I. I was like, well, somebody's got to keep watch, mm-hmm. right? I think we found a spot and then went down to get snacks mm-hmm. down below. Yeah. Anyway, while we were sitting there, this lovely lady who was probably like in her early 50s. Yeah. She came by and was like, hey, I'm going to just leave my stuff here. Can you watch it for a minute? I think you were sleeping at this point. Okay. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'm here just reading whatnot. And so she left and came back and she came back with a friend and they sat at this table, which was about, I don't know, like seven feet to the right. Yeah, next to the windows. Next and, to the windows. Yeah. And they sat there. And then we were engaged in conversation. Mm-hmm. And then you woke up and you started to engage in conversation mm-hmm. too. Their names were Linda and Jill. Mm-hmm. They were both from Texas. Yeah. Or no, I'm sorry. One was from Colorado. Another one was from Texas. No, That's I, right. Okay. Yeah. I thought and they were both from Texas. they were dear friends. I think it was one of their birthdays. And like, that's why they wanted to come specifically here for yeah. this birthday. But they had been to Glacier before. Yes. Right. They had been many times. And they've stayed in the lodge. They were staying in the lodge. Like, we had just a lovely discussion about a lot of different things. We, we were talking about the podcast with them. You know, we said we were both in education as artists. And so they were, you know, talking about like what the art scene was like in Dallas. She told us about Crystal Bridges in Arkansas. That's right. Um, so it was just like, it's always nice when you're able to like have those moments of engagement that are completely unexpected kind of very random such warm presence from these two folks that we sat there and talked with them for, for like, like 45 an, minutes to an hour i was gonna yeah. say like yeah. an hour yeah because yeah. we had all this time before we had to get because we knew we had to get back to johnson's at st mary's at some point yeah to check in yeah we said well let's just sit here and keep this conversation going yeah and like that's and that's what we did it was great yeah we talked about trails with them it was lovely to chat with them about the different dynamics of nonprofit world in other cities. Yeah. Because I'm familiar with it in the city that I live in. It was nice to hear their perspective on that. Totally. We did eventually make our way back to the car and then eventually drove our way, which was a lot easier, I feel like, on the way driving out. We there wasn't also, a lot of stopping. We didn't hit much stopping at there all. There was like we maybe like hit the one s- point for yeah. maybe five minutes. We hit the sweet spot in and out. When we got back to Johnson of St. Mary's, we were able to check into our primitive cabin, which was honestly so lovely. So <laughs> It was lovely. just a bunk bed and like a regular bed that had like mattress, mattress pads. pads on them. So we just put our bags down and like sort of rested and relaxed. And this is also 
the first rain that we had gotten the entire trip and the first rain that they had had in a while, we had a thunderstorm roll through. So it was sort of just a lovely way to wrap up the evening and wrap up the day. I feel like thunderstorm rain weather is perfect. Just relax a little bit weather. It gave us time to prepare for the epic journey we would be taking the following day. Let's put the trail out to the Grinnell Glacier viewpoint from Mini Glacier on the Karen Stone scale. I'm going to uh, say a six. I was going to say five because Great. I think exhaustion was at play. Major K player here. And I don't want to like, you know, make that the thing that is the deciding factor because I would probably have said an eight <laughs> if it was exhaustion related. But it feels like a pretty good middle of the road trail. You definitely do have some incline to deal with. It's not the worst. If you haven't done major incline the day before, it'll be feel like a breeze potentially. So yeah, that's why I'm saying a five. I agree. And I'm saying a six because yeah, this steep area was pretty steep. That's why it's a six for me. Great. And now let's end this episode like we end all of our full length episodes with some Jeopardy style trivia. Why don't you get us started, Mike? My Jeopardy is titled Many, Many More. In this Jeopardy, I will be giving a description and you will need to name a synonym for the word many. Oh, mm-hmm. great. Because we were in many, not mini glacier. <laughs> Correct. Great. For 100. This synonym for many sounds like it could be an additional number somewhere between 12 and 20. What is over a dozen? No. What is umpteenth? Ah, okay, okay. Got Got it. it. Okay. For 200. This synonym for many was the title of a 2010 horror film and has its roots in the Roman army to describe the amount of soldiers gathered, not a phalanx or a brigade. What is Baba Duke? <laughs> Incorrect. What is a legion? Ah. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. For 300, I guess I wrote a kryptonite category here. It's okay. It's okay. This synonym for many would be an alliterative and somewhat redundant descriptor for a common brand of paper towels. What is bounty? Right. That's the pow- that is bountiful bounty. That's right. What is bountiful bounty? Great. For 400, this synonym for many feels like what a science documentary would describe a tidal pool filled with abundant sea creatures or a petri dish filled to the brim of active bacteria, not to be confused with what a group of football, soccer, or baseball players do together as a group. Is it not to be confused with the word huddle? No. This tidal pool is blanking with life. Brimming? Not brimming. I don't know. What's teeming? Got it. So not to be confused with those. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got you. All right. And for 500, while this two-word synonym for many sounds like it starts in a negative with a term meaning poor, bad, or not very good, in this sense, it actually means abundance. Instead of saying the patient has a multitude of lice, a not very good doctor might say the patient is blank lice. I am purposefully leaving out one word because it would describe the two-word term. Is it with? Yes, with is the second word. Okay. Um, Blank with lice, the negative term meaning poor, bad, or not very good. What is infested? No. What is lousy with? Lousy with lice? Mm-hmm. Lousy yeah, that with was a $500 term. clue for <laughs> yeah. sure. I know. And clearly the category was a tricky one. Darn. My apologies. Oh, all. that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. You're like, and now you die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. My category is called Grinnell Glacier. Mm-hmm. Grin has uh, quotation marks around G-R-I-N. Mm-hmm. All the answers contain... The word grin. Words that contain the word grin. Okay. Okay. Or G-R-I-N in Got that it. order. Got it. Okay. For 100. He's a mean one, but by the end of the story, his heart grew three sizes, all because of the spirit of Christmas. Who is Michael Ryan? That is correct. <laughs> also known as? <laughs> the Grinch. Correct. Mm-hmm. For 200. In order to do hard work, you might need to put your nose to this. What is the grindstone? That's right. For 300, this is the name of the wizarding bank found in Diagon Alley in the Harry Potter universe. What is Gringotts? Correct. For 400, historically known as the duck hawk, this bird is found on almost all continents and breeds mostly on mountains and coastal cliffs. What is a peregrine falcon? That is correct. For 500, this word is... In noun form means embarrassment and having failed or been humiliated. What is chagrin? That is correct. Yeah. Look at that. I made a category that you could do very well. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard, and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. That's gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the Gay Shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skyler Fordgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey. 